In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who shows the world His love through us. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, here in Florida in 1976, the Florida State Legislature passed a bill into law. That bill was kind of known by this name, the Florida Government in the Sunshine Bill. And what the Government in the Sunshine Bill was all about is that the government was... Um, sorry. Um, what, what that bill was all about is that the government had to be very clear about what it was doing in the state. And so you, as a private citizen of the state of Florida, you could find out what the government was doing. And you could go to governmental meetings, and you could request governmental documents, and all of that was for this sort of basic idea that... When the government was doing stuff in the dark, it was probably going to be bad. And so we said, okay, we're going to pass a bill that says the government should not be able to do that much stuff in the dark. The government should be fairly transparent. And we should know what the government is doing, because the government really shouldn't have anything to hide, NSA. Um, And so... When the government is hiding something, we kind of recognize, okay, that's a bad thing. The the government should not be hiding anything from us. And so we want to be able to go up to the government and request those documents and request to be a part of those meetings. And we can do that as Floridians because of the government in the Sunshine Law. But it's really interesting, to me anyway, that we have this law here in Florida all about how the government can't hide anything from us, but then we have uh, all of this sort of anxiety about other people knowing about our lives. We, we have all of this anxiety about uh, how the government might be tapping our cell phones. And we have all of this anxiety when it comes to uh, our Facebook privacy settings. And uh, some of you, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, were were posting this long kind of cut-and-paste thing onto Facebook uh, and telling Facebook through that that they cannot use your information. By the way, that doesn't work. Check Snopes. Um, But but we we get very sort of uh, what is going on when people are trying to look into our lives. And maybe some of that is valid. But maybe some of that kind of betrays a little bit of what Jesus is talking about in this gospel reading. Because what Jesus is saying to Nicodemus is that those who come at night, those who do things in the dark, that oftentimes they're doing things in the dark because they know that they wouldn't want to be caught doing them in the light. And so we paste those things on our Facebook walls, and then we go and we take pictures of ourselves doing keg stands. Or we tell the NSA, you can't have my phone, because I'm saying some things that I would not want anybody else to know about, or I'm calling people that I wouldn't want anybody else to know about. And so we we get kind of into this weird position where we say, well, other people should be transparent. We should know what other people are doing. But as for me, well, I'd rather not anybody know what I'm doing at all. 
And that then gets reflected a lot of times in our neighborhoods. And in our neighborhoods, uh, people kind of begin to separate, and you begin to not know the person who's two doors down from you. And then after that, you begin to not know the person who's right next door to you. And pretty soon we establish these neighborhoods that are really nothing more than little silos of individual communities where we sort of self-select. These are the people that can know about me and nobody else can. Because we're afraid of what might come to light. And that's a problem. But it's a problem that we're used to. Because we're all sinners. We all know what it's like to be sort of hypocritical about what we believe. We all know that sort of sense of impending doom, if somebody were to find out exactly what I was thinking at this very moment, maybe that wouldn't be such a good thing after all. And we're sort of left in that lurch of, oh my goodness, what would happen if somebody did know that? And then you start to think about God and you go, oh no, he actually knows. And he's very clear about what that means for your life. Especially in this reading. He's clear about what it means to believe and not believe, what it means to do things in the light, and what it means to do things in the darkness. It's interesting, uh, Francis Schaeffer, the guy who started the Liabre, um uh, Foundation in, in France, it's a uh, foundation that, that attempts to live together as a community to show uh, the, the love of God to communities around them uh, and study that and study how that is done. Francis Schaeffer came up with this uh, amazing uh, explanation of how Christians can know when they're being hypocritical and, and how they can know that all Christians actually are hypocritical because a lot of times we, we kind of think, well, you know, all of those rules that God has for me, those are not my rules. So I shouldn't have to live up to them. Uh, You know, I I should be able to self-select the stuff that is meaningful and important to me, and therefore, uh, then I can follow those rules, and maybe not the, you know, sixth commandment, but I can can follow these. And so Francis Schaeffer said, okay, if you want to learn that you are actually a hypocritical sinner, here's what you do. Walk around for a week, imagining that you have an invisible recorder that's hung right underneath your neck. And that invisible recorder, uh, like Google Now, can turn on whenever you say something about something that you believe. Something, some expression of belief that you have. And so usually those things come out when we're talking about somebody else. Well, I just don't think it's right that that person did not open the door for me. Or I just don't think it's right that uh, these people do those things. And and what Francis Schaeffer said, if, if you counted up all of those things that you said, and then you went back over your life that week, you would have broken every single one of those things. You see, we, we can't even live up to our own standards much less to God's 
we, we have this sort of failure of having our beliefs actually dip into our actions. We have this failure of, of uh, saying, I believe this, and then going and doing the exact opposite. Or doing the exact opposite thing, and then after that saying, well, I don't believe that. Why did I do that? It's this sinful condition that, that we live in, and, and it's a part of who we are. And we can find that out, not just by an invisible tape recorder hung around our necks, but we can find that out really easily by talking to our neighbors. We can find that out by walking around and saying, Hey, um, if you have the guts, could you tell me what I believe? If we went right over there to the employee assistance program, and we asked the people that are in that building, hey, we're from University Lutheran. We would really like you to tell us, what do we believe? What would they say? Or if we talked to the people over in Jeffwood and Penwood, the apartment complexes that are, that are right over here, and, and we asked them, hey, uh, we're from University Lutheran. We have sudden amnesia. We need to know, what do we believe? What would they say? Or if we went over to the Muslims, or we went over to Garnet and Gold, or we went over to the Women's Pregnancy Center, or we went into your neighborhood, and we asked your neighbors, or my neighbors, or we asked the people that you're in class with, or the people in your dorm, what do I believe? What would they come up with? I mean, they see that your car is gone on Sunday mornings. What does that say about your belief? Or they see that you walk outside of your dorm or your apartment on Sunday morning. What does that say about your belief? What does it say that you're coming here and gathering together with us? What do they understand? Because you get it. You're here, you understand what it means to be here. You understand when Jesus said, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son so that you might have eternal life. You, you get that. And that's a great thing to get. But do your neighbors get that? Do your neighbors understand that when you go back from this place, after being filled with all of this love from Jesus, after taking His body and blood? Well, what we're doing in our annual focus is we're giving you an opportunity to show your neighbors some of that. Together here at University Lutheran. So that you don't have to do it just off by yourself, but you can actually do it with some other people. Because, honestly, uh, one of my favorite hypocritical things that people say is, um, Oh, I do plenty of stuff for other people, I just do it alone. And the reason that we say that is, I do plenty of stuff for other people, I just do it alone. So that nobody else can call me out when I don't do it. That's the next part of that sentence. And so what we're, we're going to try to allow you to do and help you to do is to serve with us. 
and to serve our community with us. And there's going to be several different ways that you're able to do that, and we'll get into that next Sunday. And the whole purpose is to show what we believe. Show what we believe through our actions and what we're doing, instead of just where we're going. Show our belief with the conversations that we get into with people when we're doing that serving. And that's what we're going to ask you next week to think about committing to. We're only asking 40% of University Lutheran members to do that. That's less than half. But we think if we can get that amount of University Lutherans together, maybe more. If we had 100%, I would not complain. But just 40%, if we can just get 40% of us to commit that we are going to go and show our neighbors this love that we have in us because our Lord died and forgave us of our sins, it's going to make a huge difference in this neighborhood, in your neighborhood, in your dorm, on your campus. And the interesting thing is, there's something to the end of this gospel reading that kind of, um, it's kind of something that, that doesn't seem to quite follow the way that we would expect it to follow. Jesus is really good at doing that. Because Jesus is talking about this person who does all of these things in the dark. And he's saying, they do all of the things in the dark because they know that they're evil and uh, they want to hide them from from everybody else. And we kind of get that. We go, okay, I understand what what that's like. I like to hide things myself. But then he goes into the person who is doing what is true. And he doesn't say it the way that we think that he would say it, because we would think the person that who does what is true, it would do them in the light, so that everybody else can see how cool they are. So that everybody else can see how much swagger they've got. So that everybody else can see what a good person that is. But that's not what... Jesus says, Jesus says, the person who is doing what is true does it in the light so that people can see that what is being done in them is of God. That it's God's work. Because what Jesus understands about our works is that they are filled with sin. And they can't stand the light. But he says, let me give you something. Let me give you something that you are able to do. Tell you what, I am going to work in your life, and when I'm working in your life, you can display that before the world. So that it doesn't have to be about you, but it can be about me. So don't be braggy about it, unless you're bragging about me. And if you're bragging about me, that's great. Because that will show the rest of the world, how much love I have for you and the people in your church and the entire world. So much love that I sent my only son to die on a cross so that the world could be saved. Amen.